0: The University of Essex podcast, your non stop shop to learn about our research, hear genuine student experiences, and to get all your questions answered.
1: Welcome to Understanding University, the ultimate uni podcast. My name is Katie, and I work for the University of Essex outreach team, helping to deliver activities and events to support students and guide them on their higher education journeys. The Outreach team believe that all students, regardless of their background, education or where they come from, should have an equal opportunity to discover whether higher education could be part of their future. Our podcast is designed to give listeners an insight into university life, including the journey before, during and after, dispel some of the myths out there and also motivate and excite you to achieve your potential. If you'd like to know more or have any questions, please contact us by emailing outreach at essex.ac.uk. When you apply for university, you are required to complete an online application via UCAS, which is a wonderful online platform with lots of helpful guidance and tools. It also plays a very important part in sending your applications to your chosen universities and notifying you with their responses. As part of the application process, you are required to write a personal statement, a bit like the one you may have had to write for applying to a college or sixth form. In today's episode we'll be sharing with you some top tips on what to include, how to structure it and highlighting how important this part of the application is. Our guests today will be providing you with some excellent guidance and tools that they currently provide for students and teachers on a regular basis. Welcome Perry and Jake. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your position working with students in schools and colleges? Let's start with Perry.
2: Hello, um, my name is Perry, I work for the Make Happen team, so I work with students particularly in the Colchester and Tendering areas, all about thinking about going to university or doing an apprenticeship in the future and getting them to start thinking about their applications and student finance and that kind of thing. And the thing with personal statements is that, you know, they're very applicable to a lot of different areas, so yeah, really looking forward to speaking all about them today.
1: Amazing. Thanks, Perry. And Jake, hello.
2: Hi. So, yeah, I also work with Perry
0: um, on the Make Happen team. Um, I work with colleges mostly. Um, So, yeah, a lot of the people that I work with are are actually writing their personal statements as I'm working with them. Um, And, yeah, I've got quite a bit of experience, um, you know, helping them decide what to put in and what to leave out. Um, and obviously, it's a very important thing. Doesn't even ma- doesn't even matter if you're going to university. Um, you know, the skills that you get from writing that personal statement could be useful for job applications later, or whatever you want to go into is going to be useful.
1: Thank you. And um, I hear that you've brought your very own personal statement with you today as well. I so I
0: have.
1: I um well. I'm sure Perry is as well. We're looking forward to... it. that
0: was a blast from the past, going back. It's about (laughs) seven years old now.
1: (laughs) Amazing. So um, we're just going to kick start off simply with defining what a personal statement is. Perry, would you mind explaining to our listeners what is a personal statement and why is it important
2: so, a personal statement is a part of your university application which allows you to put your own kind of say and print on the personal st- on your application really to university. So, a lot of the other kind of bits of your application to UCAS it's quite generic. You put down your contact details, your personal details, that kind of thing. Whereas your personal statement is your real chance to kind of show that you're uh, you've got a passion for the subject that you're applying for, that university is going to be the right step for you, and it's all about convincing that person that's going to read that personal statement why you are the perfect person to go onto that course so yeah that's it in a nutshell
1: (laughs) oh thank you perry and is there anything that you wanted to add jake
2: yeah so it's it's basically just trying to give a good
0: sort of impression of yourself it's kind of in a weird way it's a little bit like an advert you're giving like the Mm. the, like the advert of yourself for the uh university and yeah it's um probably the biggest part of your application you're going to Want to spend a decent amount of time on it, so that you're really showcasing, you know, the best parts of yourself, so that those um, admission tutors will hopefully give you that dream university place.
1: And I know you touched on this just a moment ago, but even if I'm not applying for university, how might this still apply to me?
0: Yeah, so um, you know, even if you decide not to go to university, eventually you're going to have to apply for a job, or you're going to have to apply for an apprenticeship, um, and you know, a lot of this, the a lot of students they really struggle to kind of sell themselves and write about you know mm-hmm. what they do well and you know linking their talents to what to what the job or university going to going to want um, so yeah, a lot of the skills that you would learn from writing a personal statement are useful in other areas as well. It's what we call transferable skills. Um, so even if you're listening to this now and thinking I, maybe I don't want to go to university, it's still going to be really useful because eventually you are going to have to use some of those skills um,
2: to really you know, show that you can um, shine in that in whatever role it is you decide to do. Mm. And it's a really specific skill to have to write about yourself because I think, especially kind of like british people we feel it really awkward to kind of you know really talk about ourselves and to kind of really um emphasize on our achievements and what we're good at and doing stuff like writing personal statements, writing cover letters or CVs. It's all about kind of really making you kind of shine and, you know, what makes you unique. So yeah, it's it's something to kind of get your head around and start to think about how can I do that in the best way possible.
1: Absolutely. So on UCAS, where is it that you will be putting your inputting your statement? Where is it on the UCAS website?
0: Um, so when you do your application, I think it's broken down into sections, um, and the personal statement is usually the last section. So you put in all of your information, and your like you know your date of birth and all of that information. And I'm pretty sure that the personal statement part is the last uh, mm. section that you fill out. Um, and it's all done for the um, the UCAS application process. Um, and then once that application is sent off, um, you can obviously log into UCAS Track and see. Um, you know you you might not know you get five choices when you apply to university so five universities um, and you can see which ones have responded and which ones haven't um, using that UCAS track
1: nice Mm. thank you and I think also on there um, it's in quite a different format to maybe things that you've applied for before Um, but I would always advise that you write your personal statement in like a word document or something similar Mm. because the way that they have it on UCAS is a bit clunky it's not it's not great so yeah and then it means that you can edit it when and whenever you like and um, and then once you've finished your personal statement you can copy and paste it in there and mm. I think it also um, it monitors for you your character and word limit count so mm. you can keep track of that on word obviously but when then you put it into UCAS it will show you and it'll be a little bit clearer as to whether you have gone over that limit or mm. not.
2: Yeah it's really important to know that um, it, when you put your personal statement kind of onto the UCAS application form it doesn't necessarily save it so it's really really kind of good to kind of draft it first in Word and kind of get it really up to scratch and then once it's ready copy and paste it over and you know it should be done.
1: Yeah and I think one of the great things about doing it in a Word document as well is because you get your red wiggly lines telling you whether you've spelled it incorrectly or grammar mistakes and things like that and it doesn't do that within UCAS so you can really um, yeah check out for your spelling and grammar errors before then
2: and that is such a huge and important part of your personal statement is to make sure all that spelling all that grammar is absolutely tip-top kind of correct because one of the worst things you can do is you know for this admissions tutor to kind of be reading from your personal statement and you've got all these kind of areas everywhere so you know make sure you review it that you review it again that you know you get your kind of friends to have a look at it your family you know always kind of get kind of that feedback in so by the time that you're going to be kind of submitting it you know it's kind of foolproof you know that it's kind of really safe um and that you've not got any of those errors in there that might kind of give off the bad impression that Mm -hmm. you don't want to get yeah Yeah. the worst thing you want to do is be like oh i have a very high attention to detail and then spell detail
0: wrong yes something like that (laughs) so (laughs) make sure all the spelling and punctuation is correct
1: yeah yeah definitely always ask someone someone you trust to have a look and it might be quite nice if you've got um, a friend that's also writing a personal statement, maybe spot them over, and um, it's a good opportunity as well to to point out each other's skills to each other. Because as we were saying, it's not easy for some of us to talk about what we're good at. But if your friend knows what you're good at, they can point out to you, look, you've you haven't mentioned that in your statement, and you're really good at this. So, yeah, always ask someone you trust, whether that's a friend, um, a parent, carer, or guardian, or maybe even a, a tutor at your college or sixth form. They'd be more than happy to to give you some pointers and maybe spot those spelling or grammar mistakes as well. So um, we're going to talk a bit more about the structure um, of personal statements now and simply how, how do we structure our statement?
2: So with the structure of the personal statement... Uh, roughly kind of about three quarters of it should be about kind of the course that you're applying for so why is it this course in particular that you kind of want to apply for what kind of experiences have you had in the past that have kind of made you want to apply for that course It's not kind of a must, but if you've got any career goals, maybe you might want to kind of mention that and kind of say, well, this course will help me to kind of get to this in the future. And so, yeah, the vast majority of your personal statement, that three quarters roughly, should be about kind of the course and why you want to kind of go there. And then the other quarter of the kind of personal statement we normally say should be based around you as an individual and kind of putting your personal stamp on there. So whether that's kind of talking a little bit about your hobbies, interests, what, what you do outside of school, universities aren't looking for you to kind of be studying 24-7 hours a day. So it's really important to kind of put that kind of personal bit in there as well to kind of make sure that you're a real kind of well-rounded individual.
1: Thank you for that, Perry. Was there anything else that you would want to add, add Jake?
0: Yeah, no, you completely said everything that I was going to say, (laughs) to be honest. That that three quarters of focusing on what, you know, the course, that is the most important part. That's what that admissions tutor is going to be looking at mostly. But then, like what Perry said, putting your own stamp on there, you know, everybody's going to be talking about the course. What makes you stand out? What makes you stand out as an individual um, is also important. Um, I, I'm just looking at my at my one now that I, I wrote seven years ago I think it was yeah. <laughs> and mine is about is about that I talk talk quite a bit about because I, I applied to go, to, go to um univer- to do biology at university so I talk quite a bit about um, news articles that I've read about like you know recent um, discoveries in biology. And I also speak about books that I've read as well, um, you know, by like Richard Dawkins and stuff like that. And what they, what you're doing when you're doing that is you're showing that you actually have a, a vested interest in that subject. Mm. You know, that's what they, that admissions tutor is looking for. They're not expecting you to be a genius in biology straight away, <laughs> they they or whatever it is that you want to do. They what they want is to see is that you've got that enthusiasm and then it, that interest in that co- in that subject, so that by the end of your course, then you can be the genius in that subject.
2: You know, exactly. And it's like you say, it's not kind of being the know it all about everything and putting something that you think is clever on that personal statement, it's just kind of little things really that kind of demonstrate that you have that kind of genuine interest in that subject and then saying something about kind of how that's impacted your decision maybe to go to university or to study that course
0: Yeah I agree, quite quite a good example of that on mine is I I talk a bit about like this is me trying to link my interests to my to, to my subject as well mm. so I say as a member of the scouts I not only learned the importance of teamwork but I was also lucky to spend a lot of my time appreciating the beauty of the natural world which is what drives me to study the life sciences so if, I'm even taking my interests up from, from extracurricular and trying to link them straight back to biology again just to show that you know I'm a really keen bean when it comes to biology
1: <laughs> no that's really great and I think enthusiasm is such an important thing to think about when you're writing your statement because you don't come across as well as when you're talking so when you're writing your statement you've got to think okay does my personality come across because otherwise you could be anyone like you could come across as a bit of a robot if not Mm. so yeah having that enthusiasm and showing your sort of motivations and things is really important in this statement definitely Mm. OK, then. So um, we just talked a bit about the structure and sort of what needs to be included. But what happens if my application doesn't sort of apply to all of the places that I'm applying for? Um, what what should I do?
0: Great question. Yeah. So I, I get asked this quite a lot. Can I write multiple statements to different universities? And unfortunately, the answer is no. You have one personal statement, um, which which gets sent to all five universities. So if you're one of these people who maybe you're not quite sure what course it is you want to do yet and you're applying for different courses, um, you're going to have to make sure that that application applies to all of those courses. Now, hopefully, those courses would be quite similar anyway. Um, you, you know, you, hopefully, you're not like doing one biology, one drama. Uh, hopefully, that's going to be like biology, biological sciences, biomedical sciences, so you can kind of link in lots of different things. But yeah, it can be a challenge to kind of overcome that and make sure that that application, you know, goes to all of, you know, fits all of those uh, universities. Um, What I would say is that the the other universities don't know that you've. It's not like they all talk together and they know who's (laughs) where you've applied for. So yeah, just making sure that that application is relevant to all of those courses in some way. Um, Yeah, it could be difficult, but it's doable. Yeah, Yeah. you want
2: to make sure that you don't tailor it to like one specific course or kind of university because those other kind of four courses that you're applying for, probably four other universities are going to read exactly the same thing. So you've got to make it kind of open to all of your choices that you're going to be kind of applying for on that UCAS uh, application. Mm
1: -hmm. My sort of top tip would be that if you are finding that you have got a real sort of vast... um, choice of courses, perhaps go back and do your research again, because it might be that you're not really sure what it is that you want to do after university or at university. So just go back a few steps, do some more research. But then again, if you are still struggling, speak to the admissions tutors, because there might be something they can do, or um, perhaps talking to them will help you to realize what it is that you want to do and what you want to apply for.
0: Yeah agreed and it's, it is worth noting at this stage as well that just um, when you first start that course that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the course that you have to do for three years. Quite a lot of my friends they started on the same course as me and moved to similar course. so like for example I did biology quite a lot of my friends thought actually I prefer zoology and that you know you can, that's a conversation you can have with that university and then switch across so it's not you, you're not necessarily going to like you're deciding your entire future right now. Um, what is important is that you do know that you're keen to, you do not want to sound like you don't know what you want to do in that personal statement. You don't want to be sort of flip flopping between different things because then that admissions institute is all they're just going to think, oh, this person doesn't know what they want to do. Why would I want them on my course? Um, so, yeah, you've got to be, you've got to have this kind of confidence in that personal statement that, that you know, I definitely want to do this. It's this definitely mm. what I want to do.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I do if I haven't been able to complete any work experience?
0: Great question. Me and Perry were talking about work experience just just earlier today. Um, work experience is, is so firstly, but I would, if you can get some work experience, I really would recommend it because it does make um, your personal statement a lot easier. And you, it gives you so much to talk about in your personal statement. And yeah, it makes it so much easier. But this is literally what I was saying to Perry earlier. Um, even if you don't necessarily have work experience, that, there are lots of skills that you can link things that you've done in your extracurriculars, just like I did with the Scouts, uh, example, um, where you can actually take a lot of those skills and sort of use them to your advantage in that personal statement. Um, I even said to Perry, it, it doesn't even really matter what work experience you actually do. What actually matters is how you use it to your advantage in that personal statement. Mm. And um, yeah, so... Um, it's taking those like skills that you might have had from volunteering or even um, virtual work experience, which is um, you know an option that's increasing in popularity in the recent years. Um, that's the sort of thing that you can be using in your um, personal statement to to show that you have a, at least got some experience, um, you know, in working in that field.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think kind of the use of the personal statement. Um, and your kind of work experience is to show that you do have that kind of demonstrated interest in that subject and it's not just been kind of a a spontaneous kind of decision to kind of oh I want to do this it's 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 there to show you that you've really spent time to have a think about that this is kind of the choice that you want to take so there are some really good kind of virtual opportunities out there that you can kind of take advantage of but at the end of the day kind of think about kind of how you can kind of use that work experience at the end of the day in your personal statement because there's no point in just doing that kind of experience and then kind of not using it to its best ability on the personal statement you've got to think about kind of the skills that you kind of gained from it and how you can talk about it in this piece of writing
0: yeah I think a lot of students are quite quick to kind of think oh virtual work experience isn't the same as normal work experience why would I want to do that um well it is you know it, it is a, a good alternative and uh, a great place to go and have a look at different virtual work experience opportunities is a website called SpringPod. they're constantly advertising different um, opportunities in different areas um, and it gives you a chance to ask questions to people who work in that field um and you know not only is that going to give you things to write about in your personal statement but like what we were talking about earlier it does help you realize oh yeah that is actually the thing that i want to do and that confidence will shine in that personal statement
1: mm, thank you guys very very good points there Should I include any extenuating circumstances? So perhaps it's something to do with my exam results or anything like that. Does that need to be included in the statement?
2: So uh, it it can be, but normally we'd say that that within your references, that should kind of be mentioned. So um, your kind of teacher um, or kind of a tutor or someone like that normally kind of does a reference alongside your personal statement that can give a bit of a background on the school that you've gone to and the kind of environment you've kind of been learning in in the last few years and can give a bit of an insight into you as a learner. And as part of that as well, they can really give an insight into kind of if you've had to overcome any barriers whilst you've been learning and kind of make, make any explanations as if to kind of um, if your grades kind of weren't exactly what you're expecting and things like that.
1: Thanks, Perry. So, yeah, don't don't put that into your statement and leave that for your your tutor or teacher to pop that into your reference and have a chat with them if that's something that you're worried about. And um, I think we mentioned earlier a bit about like the word limit and I've just double checked and there is the word limit for your personal statement is 47 lines. So that's when a new uh, sentence begins or for 4000 characters, which includes spaces and punctuation. So whichever one of those you meet first will be sort of the word limit for your mm. statement.
2: If you, if you print it out, it's roughly about kind of a side of A4 pay- paper. So it's really not that much space at all. So you've really got to fit a lot of kind of information yeah. into that mm. short space. So you've got to be really smart in with the words that you choose. And the, the kind of main way that they kind of say about the restrictions of your personal statement is something called a character count. So it's not even a word count of, of things like no. that. You've got to be really smart on this particular words that you use. But to start with, I wouldn't really focus about kind of that word count. It's all about brainstorming and getting your ideas onto paper. And as you start refining that personal statement, you can really cut it down further.
1: Yeah, thanks for that, Perry. So when is a good time to get started on the personal statement?
2: Right now. <laughs>
0: right now or as soon as possible I think I think the earlier you start the better in my opinion um, but obviously um, you guys listening probably have stuff on exams and yeah. revision and stuff so I understand that it you know it could be tricky we, you apply um, well the deadline to apply is in January to get uh, to your, your UCAS application off um, but I would say that you want to be thinking about your personal statement long, long before that. Um, so really, I think probably in the next couple of months, you're probably going to want to be start start thinking about it, start drafting it. I think the earlier, the better. You can always, you know, get a, an early draft in, and then you know, come back to it later. Um, you know, with a sort of a fresh mind. I think that's a really good way of doing it. Um, but it's going to take you a good few hours to write, even though it's such a short document. Because you are really, really thinking about those sentences about mm. how you know what you want to include, what you don't want to include, um, and there's going to be a lot that you don't want to include as well, because like you said, there's so it's, you really do not have that many characters to use, so there's going to be kind of a lot of deleting and a lot of select like having to select certain things over other things. um I think what you guys might be surprised because a lot of people they, when they start this, they go, "Oh, how will I ever write that much about myself?" And then they'll write their first draft and it's like twice as long as it needs to be. And they have to. then you have to delete stuff, which is harder than adding stuff. Mm. So, yeah, I would really give yourself quite a bit of time to do that.
2: I think generally when you're thinking about kind of the student life cycle in kind of a sixth form, for example... It's kind of towards the end of year 12, you start kind of thinking about kind of going to university and your kind of future pathways as it's starting to kind of come into view. Yeah, go to some open days. Definitely kind of open days, if you can, are such an invaluable kind of opportunity for you to go out and see the universities and do your research properly. And the personal statement really comes after this research stage. So once you've kind of read all the prospectuses, looked through all the websites, realised exactly which course you want to do, kind of maybe you have an idea of which universities you want to go to as well, then that's when you start thinking about this personal statement and thinking about how can I do the best piece of writing to fit those courses that I've researched that I know that I want to do at those universities.
1: Yeah, great. The summer holidays is always a perfect opportunity for students to start drafting or start brainstorming bits yeah. and things that they're mm. going to pop into their statement. I think, um, I
2: think most sixth forms
0: would like a first draft in by the end of the October half term, I think is usually when they want the first drafts in. And, yeah, then, was... and then yeah, and then your tutor will probably work with you to sort of iron out all the kinks in that personal statement. Um, and then obviously, hopefully submitting by January.
1: Yeah, so some colleges in sixth form, they will pop an internal deadline in there for to make sure that they can get their references to you and check through your statement in time before the actual apl- application deadline which is for most courses around January but for courses in within medicine is usually October time um, but do check when your application deadline is because it could be different for um, some quite unique courses as well Mm -hmm. Thank you for that, both of you.
2: And just one other thing to add as well is that with the personal statement, it's not kind of an overnight process. It does take quite a few months to kind of really... Get this all together. So, normally we'd probably say it's probably about that autumn term. So, that first term that you start really in year 13 is when you start really kind of thinking about this personal statement and putting it all together and constructing it um, in its own way. So, it's going to take a bit of time to kind of have a think about kind of exactly how you want to put it together and how it's going to kind of best reflect you. So, yeah, kind of have that in mind that it's going to take a while to do, but. It's all going to be worth it in the end when those offers hopefully start coming through.
0: Yeah, it was quite funny when I was looking for my um, old personal statement. I found it on my memory stick. It was saved as personal statement, final draft, and then in brackets, for real this time. So (laughs) obviously you had a few final drafts before that. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, keep on top of those drafts and make sure you're saving them either on a memory stick or on on your device as well. Just make sure you've got several copies so that if you were to lose one. Uh, hopefully not, then um, you have got a backup copy there as well. So um, for our listeners who are now probably thinking, oh, I need to get started, what are your top tips then for getting started with this process
0: great question yeah so getting started is probably the hardest part i think as well because it's like well what do i what how do i even open what's my my starting line you know um and so i would say there's a lot of great guides that you can read i think the, the university of essex has even got one yeah yeah and there's a lot of great guides that you can read that give you an idea of a structure i also s- would start with maybe reading some um like template ones or some example ones that you can find on the on it can be tricky reading these because you obviously don't want to copy them. You certainly don't want to want to copy them. But having an idea of what a personal statement looks like and the things that they talk about, how they structure it, might be a great place to start. And then I would say just get your computer out and just start writing it. Like Write it how you think it should sound because um, you can always go back and edit it. And, um, you know, that that like what Perry said, that editing process is going to be quite long. I think as soon as you start getting sort of pen to paper and you start getting into the flow of it, you'll be surprised at how much you can actually um, start writing down. And before you know it, you've already got you know, the personal statement pretty much already there. You just need to iron a few kinks out.
2: Yeah, it's quite a daunting process, really, to think about this kind of really formal document that you're going to be kind of submitting to universities. But I think to start with, you really got to break it down and kind of think about it in basics. So, you know, just starting with a blank piece of paper and start brainstorming some ideas is a really good place to kind of start. So start thinking about kind of things like your course and what kind of is really inspiring you to study that course, what kind of experiences have led you to kind of come to that conclusion and start kind kind of getting a rough kind of structure in place to start with can be a kind of a really good place to start and then from there you can really kind of look at kind of some you know example kind of structures and then you can kind of you know start kind of writing things out and then hopefully uh, by that point you'll have some really good support around you so you'll have kind of teachers who have seen loads of personal statements before and can point you in the right direction but you know, actually getting kind of the ideas off the page and getting things started is the hardest part. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like really think about why you want
0: to do that subject, and like think about when did when was it you realised you wanted to do that subject as well? What was it that made you kind of oh, actually that's something I really want to do? Like for me with biology, I remember w- learning about DNA and just being like oh my god, there's this there's this like you know chemical inside me that decides everything about me, the colour of my eyes, the colour of my hair, everything. And I was just like, that completely blows my mind. I want to learn more about that. Um, So think about what, what that sort of light bulb moment was for your subject. Um, write that down, and that's a great place to start. I think you know, I mm. that could even be the first, like, literally, most probably most personal statements start with I first realized I wanted to start <laughs> yeah. studying this subject when blah 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 blah. Yeah,
2: um,
0: and so really think about where you know your sort of love and passion for that subject
2: started. Mm. And it doesn't even have to be some like really deep epiphany or light bulb moment that make, made you kind of stand still in time all of a sudden and kind of made you realize that this is your kind of life's purpose. Yeah, it could be something simply as kind of watching a really good documentary or studying a really good topic of that subject that's Mm. kind of made you kind of realise, ah, actually, I could really imagine myself doing that.
1: Yeah. Oh, guys, that was really lovely. I just wanted to quickly touch upon um, something you mentioned earlier about looking at examples online and things mm-hmm. like that because they are really great but you can also look at sort of the typical openers which you obviously want to avoid because <laughs> yeah. um, they've been used over and over again but um, UCAS also has this thing with copying and plagiarism would mm. you mind just sort of highlighting that yeah as well, yeah
0: so so every t- every personal statement that is submitted will be run through like a, you know, a so- piece of software that will tell you whether it's plagiarized or not because you know it has to be your it's a personal statement it has to be personal to you and if you've mm. you know paid somebody else to do it or got it off the internet then um, it's not personal anymore it's somebody else's personal statement so they will run it through um, software that kind of detects plagiarism um, you know it, it detects if uh, it'll, it will basically just read through, through the personal statement and see if anything that you've said has been taken off Wikipedia or taken off of another website for example
2: Yeah, it, com- um, it comes out with like a similarity score mm. um, so it kind of tells you kind of how much of your personal statement is similar to other people's yeah. so of course like your personal statement is going to be at least kind of a few percent similar because it's a very specific piece of writing but if it kind of comes out that it's like 98 uh similar to another personal statement it's probably because you know you've taken like your older brother's personal (laughs) statement or an older friend's and kind of repurposed a few words definitely do not want to do that because there could be some quite serious consequences with that
0: yeah definitely and like and this is why i was a little bit hesitant to say looking at them online because I'm sure nobody listening to this would ever try and steal someone else's personal statement on purpose but sometimes when you've read really, a really good one online you can, you know, subconsciously you mm. can start including mm-hmm. parts of, of that into your own so just really making sure that you're know you you're not doing that, that you are writing, like I said, a personal statement that's personal to you. Um, and yeah, that, that's the whole point of the document is to, is to showcase you as a person. And this is, I think we're going to talk about do's and don'ts in a bit, but this is one of the things I think for mine was a little bit of a don't actually, is I feel like when I started my personal statement, I had an idea of what a university student is like. I probably, the complete wrong idea, but this is what I thought they were like. And so the, you can it kind of comes across in my writing. It's very like, I'll just read my opening line, for example, is the the elaborate world of the life sciences has enthralled me from an early age. Like, that's how I imagine, like, <laughs> students spoke. And they don't speak like that at all. They speak like normal people. Um, so, yeah, like, I think maybe still making sure that that document is still personal to you and you're not, like, trying to emulate anything. That, um, but still the best version of yourself you know mm-hmm. you don't want you, yeah. you, don't, you don't want to be too honest um, but yeah you want to be showcasing the best you know all the best uh parts about you about
2: why you would be an asset to that course it's finding the right middle ground isn't it it's not mm-hmm. kind of being trying to be too clever or use like those of big and fancy words that you would never yeah. say in real life um, but at the same time you don't want to be too casual either so you, you know kind of R- remain professional yeah
0: <laughs> there were a couple of times where I think I got the thesaurus out and I was definitely like <laughs> looking up words I never heard before
1: (laughs) no yeah it's just good to be yourself definitely um huge thank you to our guest speakers in today's episode jake and perry for their info about personal statements hopefully you've come away from this episode with the confidence to write your own i'm just going to finish up with some final top tips which are to be yourself be genuine check your spelling and grammar and get a trusted friend or adult to proofread it for you your school or college will also be able to provide you with lots of support so check in with your teachers, tutors and careers department when you're making an application. We have a personal statement writing guide on our schools and colleges webpages if you go to essex.ac.uk slash schools and colleges and there are lots of other guides on UCast.com as well. Good luck with your personal statement writing. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to listen to more, our previous episodes are available on the playlist and you can keep an eye out for new releases by making sure you're a registered listener. Please email us on outreach at to find out more. We've recently launched a variety of fantastic online courses for students to support their transition, independence, and a variety of skills at such an important time in their lives. Made up of short videos, interactive activities and resources, the modules aim to provide students with the confidence to succeed. Our courses include the Further Studies Preparation Programme for students in years 10 to 11, University Preparation Programme for students in year 12 to 13 and Essex Preparation Programme for those about to embark on their journey here at Essex. Head to essex.ac.uk schools and colleges to enrol today. Thanks again and don't forget to share the episode with your family, friends and colleagues.
0: The University of Essex podcast, research, experience and information.